Well, hello and welcome to episode four of The Best Scott Beat. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. I'm here with the Jeff Bonds of The Express and Star, Mr. Joseph Massey. How's it going? Is that a good thing, the Jeff Bonds of The Express and Star? Well, you never get, never get around in, do you? Never get around no. then? Shocking, <laughs> time, shocking. Time you have brought the coffees today. I have yeah, brought the, co- have brought the coffees today. It, it was your round and you said, oh, I'll sort you out afterwards, but I never, I never get to see the cash. That's not true, actually. Before you left, I said, do you want any money? And you said no. No, that's uh, not true. That's not true at all. I can't believe you'd shame me like you, that. You owe me at least three or four coffees. All right, next time I'll get the coffees in, I promise. Um, I promise. Tell you what I don't understand about Greg's. I've just been in there now. <laughs> um, apart from one of the girls having a crush on one of our colleagues. I know, that's a cracking it's story. A cracking, I met yeah. her today, I met her today. Did you? Yeah, and I was going to try and take a cheeky picture of her, but then her, but then I got all, all frazzled because uh, the other person came to me and said, would you like a coffee? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take a picture of lovely cakes. I don't suppose you can do that, can you, in public, really? What, take pictures of people? No, yeah. not really. No, not really, okay. And Probably she could. won't know that we know that she's got a crush on him. So if she's listening to this now, she is the big talk on the she ENS is the big sports talk. desk. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. We are desperate for an unnamed reporter to I'm, go out with this girl because we want free donuts on the desk. We want, exactly. Not, not, nothing for him to try, try and find <coughs> true love or, or happiness. It's more for free donuts. Oh, yeah, we're all thinking of ourselves, aren't we? Absolutely. We're all thinking of they, they, they have some delicious cakes in there, but what I don't understand, and I've been looking at these recently, and I don't, I don't frequent Greg's a lot, to be honest, as you know, no. Um, and I won't have the cakes, but I can smell because you can't you can't gain calories from smelling and stuff. Okay, which <laughs> right, is fine. Yeah. But you get you do get like sometimes some donuts in, or you're, you're in a friendly mood, or or you know another colleague's in, and you can bring six or seven donuts in. Happy days on the desk. Yeah. So there's an there's a takeaway price and there's an eat in price. Now I understand that a lot of people do this, right? Okay, there is. You know, you, you're taking away, you're eating in. Yeah. But the <clears> difference, at Greg's, is staggering. And there's only three or four tables there. It's you're basically outside anyway, as it is. It's like, 60, <laughs> it's like 60p difference. Is it to 60p sit, difference? It was unbelievable. So there's, there's a flapjack there that I'm eyeing up. Uh, you know, one forty-five or £2.10 to eat in. £2.10? £2.10. One, I, I was staggered. I was shocked. I was disgusted. I was shocked when they installed seats in Greg's. Oh, right, that okay. was a surprise that recent? to me. That's that really fairly recent. Yeah. Is that just to add on 60p to the purchase? It would, would appear so. And it's always busy. It's like McDonald's, build them and they will come. If yeah. you ever, wherever you see a Greg's, there's people in them, isn't there? It's amazing, yeah, absolutely so, yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's deep. I mean, to be honest, I haven't really partaked mm. on the on the, on the whole... Because people say if you, if you dine on Greg's and you're going to be obese, is that correct? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have quite a lot of Greg's. Do you? For lunch, no, you, yeah. You, there's not a lot on you, to be fair. Though, no, you I'm have been eating healthier as of late. I have been eating healthier as of late, that is true. Um, have you been enjoying it? I know you went to McDonald's <clears> and got a salad the other day. Got a McDonald's salad today. Wow. Well, did you? Yeah, I did, they're, yeah. Sa- they're not that satisfying, though, for me. No, a bit bland, really. So if you're going to go in between from the McDonald's <laughs> thing now, I would say you go wrap. Because at least wrap, you've got a little bit of sustenance. But, you know, it's a little bit naughty, but it's not terrible. It's the sauces. They're very calorific, aren't they? The hot one's ridiculous. It absolutely burns your mouth. It's like yeah. a buffalo one or something like that. I should point out, I'm not bothered about weight and things like that. I'm not doing it for that reason. I was just oh, doing it on. because... Oh, come on. You're healthy lifestyle. You want to live longer. I'm doing it because, eating healthier because, on the road, Walsall away games every other week, I'm eating dreadfully, dreadfully in service stations. I'm always in service like stations. Like pasties dreadfully. Like no, like, take... no, like McDonald's dreadfully, like... Signature burgers. I love signature burgers. What's a signature burger? Like, like a glorified Big Mac. Exactly, a glorified Big Mac. With what yeah. in? What's, what's the what's the um, oh, what makes like, it signature? Yeah, just just a bit more fancy. In Ni- what way? Nicer got- bread. Oh right, okay. Um, a nice barbecue sauce. Oh nice. A bit posher cheese. It's ridiculous, really. I'm being conned, um, but love them. Do you go to Nando's? <clears throat> I do go to Nando's. Yeah. Do you realise there's a special off off limit sauce that everybody everybody serves, but you're not supposed to know about it? If you ask for it, I've forgotten what it's called now. But it's basically a mixture of medium and barbecue sauce. But it's off the menu, but you have to ask for it. But they'll put it on all your chicken and stuff like that. It's supposed to be delicious. 
between medium and barbecue. Yeah, it's like it's like a mixture of medium and barbecue that they don't advertise, but you can ask for it. In, I forgot what it's called now, but you can ask for it um, in any kind of uh, Nando's, and they'll put it on for you on your chicken. That's interesting because I am a medium man yeah, I'm a in medium Nando's. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'm a but my favourite sauce is a barbecue sauce. That's what I'm saying. I think it's made for you. Interesting. I'll find out exactly what it is and get back to you. We'll put it on the. Well, I'll put it on the. Um, on the, on the tweet later <laughs> We've on gone off on a right tangent here. It's all food, food, food. It's going on. Hilarious. Let's talk about those saddlers. Super sad. Super saddlers. You don't like talking about bands, do you? You want to get back in. You think you're going away too much. And that's what a podcast's about. You love the, you love the sidetrack stuff, don't you? I do you? like the sidetrack stuff. Like, well, you say we've got to make this an hour, so I'm trying to pad it out for you. Oh, nice. <laughs> you not heard me once I get going on Warsaw, can't you? Right, okay. Well, good, because <laughs> we've had three games since we spoke last time. We've had a win, lose, or draw. I'm not talking about the Sherrard's game on ITV, which a lot of people watch daytime-wise. I watch a lot of it. Is that still going when lose or draw? I don't know. I used to watch a lot of it. No, good, win, good lose or draw. Was that a show? It was ITV, wasn't it? It was on really late at night, wasn't it? No, oh, was it? I thought it was, it was on, on like eleven p.m. I thought no, and daytime. like a clipboard and yeah, 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 yeah. Daytime. I think it was late. Daytime. Very, very late. Get back into us. Um, email Let us, us if it was if it was late or daytime. Maybe it moved from 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 nine p.m. to uh, an afternoon slot. Yeah. I can't see you being after Watershed. I mean, the maybe there was a naughtier version. Oh, maybe. Oh, uh, hello. Hello. That was a different channel. <laughs> I'm sure it was late night. We lose or draw. So we talked about the we talked about the defeat and re- rebounding, hoping to rebound against Oxford. They did just that. Um, we thought happy days. We're back on the boat. This this is the real thing. Two home games can really look forward to two home games. Hopefully, maybe four points. You'd have thought and really yeah. getting you know into that top four. And unfortunately, we've uh, we got one point from the last two, and it's been a bit disappointing. So I'm a bit, been, I'm a bit deflated. You're a bit deflated, lift, aren't lift you? Me, lift me. I'll lift you. Um, so yeah, Oxford very good. If we start there, mm. um, very good away performance. Also in control of the game. Should yeah. have been out of sight by half time. I mean, the one chance, Alice Gunthorpe away when Morgan Ferrier um, fired wide late on. Um, uh, balls come in. Josh Gordon's clipped it against the inside of the post, and Ferrier's had it against the bar. I mean, to be fairness, the Ferrier has gone over the line apparently, but it was hard to tell at the time. But yeah, Oxford in a nutshell, very yeah. good away performance. You're not getting goal line technology in League One, are you? Not getting it, are we? No. no, the budget's not there. Just like some decent officials, mate. To be Ooh, honest, really? Let alone goal line technology. Just really? some decent officials would be nice. Just referees who can make basic decisions. That's Is that because then they're not knowing <clears throat> the game potentially, and they're just kind of like literally? Can you read a rule book too much as a referee? Don't start me on referees. We need an hour and a half. I don't know what I don't know what's going on in League One with referees, but the standard is utterly dreadful. Really, um, utterly, utterly dreadful. The last couple of performances have been so bad um, from a Warsaw perspective. Not, not Shrewsbury really, but the two before that, Don, Doncaster and. But laughable bad. As in laughable like, as bad. As in, like anyone's watching. If you've got an independent assessor watching that, they've got to know he's an absolute stinker. Absolute stinker. I mean, really? Doncaster in particular was laughable bad. Um, so before Diane Davis asked dep- our uh, deputy editor here, her son's a referee, so okay. she will not criticise referees. She hates referees no, really. being criticised. She hammered um, the referee <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Absolutely that. ripped his head off. I mean, he was utterly dreadful, and it's continued really. Um, to my mind, I've said this a few times now. On a Saturday mm. in this country, there yeah. are forty to fifty games. Well, forty games played, isn't there? When, when you spread it out yeah, over, yeah, yeah. there's games on the Friday night. Now yeah, there's yeah. games on a Monday night. There's games on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. There has got to be forty individuals. Turn your phone, turn in, your phone on silent, please. Will, Thank will, you very much. That was also text to me. Oh, excellent news. Um, <clears throat> got to be. Was that free agent signing? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's got to be. 40 individuals who can do a better job than what is currently happening at the in moment. In the country, yeah. Got to be, got to be. FA have got to do something about it. They need, mm. to, need to train these people up. I mean, they're just... I would love to be a referee, I think. You'd love it. I'd love it. I'd love to do it. Would you not like to do it? I'd really like to do it. I like people getting on your back a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'd hate it. Oh, I'd love it. I'd crumble, I would. If you could fast track me now in five years to get into a football league level, I would do it. 
Would you? Yeah, pretty much up and do it. If I, if I knew that I was going to get into like League Two, League One, and I think once you do that, you'd be a decent performance. You're straight up there, aren't you? Really? But I would definitely do it if I was guaranteed. If I knew I passed all my exams, I could go to League Two or League One. I'd do it in a heartbeat. I think you get a hundred grand, you know. Hundred no. grand a year, I think. For what, a legal referee for referees salary, yeah. They no. go through. They go through. Um, they're in different categories. So right. if you're a Premier League referee, you're a Category A referee, for example. Yeah. Um, What's that like? Hundred years that. Yeah, full time job. That's your full time job. Yeah. Is to basically stay fit and keep in the laws of the game. Goodness me, for 100 Gs. That's, that's why I can't understand. So what's League One? League One what I don't know, actually. One I don't know what League One is. But 50? It'd be a lot of money. Uh, it'd be a hell more of a, than me and you. It'd be a lot more than we earn. Yeah. Um, 11 grand then. So you think for, <laughs> <laughs> you think for that, there's got to be there's got to be something the FA can do to raise the standard of officials in, this, in, mm. in the lower leagues because... It's the last thing I'll say on it is when I watch Premier League games now, mm. you can see the difference in quality of the officials. They, they are they are so much better at that level. Right. But this isn't like they are only refs at the end of the day. They're not. It's not. They're not massively talented. Are they? They're not footballers. You can't. Well, I was going to say, can't you, can't you make the difference between League One football and a Premier League football? Like it's completely different. Do you know what I mean? The technical ability, the pace of play. But you think because it's a referee, basically, it's just, they've got the same job. Basically, keep up with pace for the game. Yeah. A lot of League One officials can't even do that. Oh, there's, there's a few that, that need to stop passing McDonald's themselves. To be <laughs> there are some big boys. There are some, there are some big, big boys. boys. And if that's your job, yeah. that's not good enough, no, is it? No, it's not, no. Um, and yeah, and just, they just need to learn how to make better decisions. There's got to be a way it can be improved. Absolutely got to be a way it can improve. Um, have, you ever, have you ever been on the cusp of speaking to a referee like after the game or before? Like you pass you and you go, like, oh, you're so irate, either as a fan or, or, or working in the media, that you're like, you almost want to say something. Like, not, not like, you know, you're... S-H-I-T, you know what I mean? But like, you can you can say to him, you're like, I, I, I can't understand your decision there. Do you want to just explain it to me? You know, like frustration, like you just really want to hear his explanation. I think they do, they should talk now. I always thought they shouldn't. I didn't think it was fair to, to sort of haul them before a camera after a game um, and make them explain their decisions. But I think people now need to know um, why they did that thing. Even if they make a mistake, I think if they just come out and say, oh, I've made a mistake yeah. and this was my thinking here and there, this was why I did this, this was why I did that. I think people would appreciate it, I really do, because the, the atmosphere at the Banks this last couple of games has been really hostile towards referees, and the problem is, <clears throat> I hate the saying, decisions even, even themselves out over the course of a season. Yeah. In games, um, it's, as ridiculous as it sounds, goals change games. Mm. They, they really, really do. You shouldn't underestimate the importance of a goal. You can watch, I've seen many games where teams playing really well, they're winning 1-0, yeah. and then they concede a goal in the 70th minute, and then, complete. and then the momentum completely swings yeah, from yeah. one team to the other, doesn't it? Yeah. For the last 20 minutes, yeah. they're getting absolutely Mental peppered, yeah. um, and you're thinking, they've cl they're clinging on for a point where for 70 minutes, they've been by far the better side. Mm -hmm. Goals change games. Doncaster game, one of a series of bad decisions was the penalty given against Luke Leahy. Now, it's a 50-50 penalty. It's not, you can understand why the referee has given it, yeah. um, but he... You, you just got to be so sure with these decisions, and and, it, uh, and like Keats looked at it and afterwards, he thought the decision was wrong. You look back and it was wrong. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure, you can't give it. And that's given Doncaster some momentum. Sure. Um, and I just think that these big calls, they don't even themselves out over mm -hmm. the course of the season. And when things go wrong, they can they can spiral. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we've seen with Wolves. The last couple of games, some of the decisions have been absolutely atrocious. They're not they're not getting decisions their way at the minute. Um, I just think something has to be done about it. And Keats, Dean Keats, bless him. I mean, he's asked after every every game, what do you make of the referee? And he basically turns around and says, what, what, what can, what's the point? What, yeah. what is the point of me even ask, answering that question? Or he's going to get punished or fined or, 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 he's gonna get, or warned. I mean, Keats is what he says now is, look, 
I, you watched the game just yeah. like I did. And yeah. everyone in the ground watched the game just like I did. Yeah. Um, but something's got to be done in my book because the standard is utterly atrocious. Um, but if you're going to haul someone out in front of a, in front of a, you know, in front of the TV and explain the decision, then it's almost like, well, if you're going to do that, then it's always going to be negative, 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 negative. Whereas if you're a player and you've had a bad game or a good game, you know, at least at least you get the, the good side of things. You get the, you get the man of the match, you get the champagne. But if you're like, you made a bad decision, get yourself in front of the camera now. Is that fair? I I just think it might make them a little bit more cautious. Okay. Um, and I just it might make them just think it through a little mm. bit more and realise the implications of their decisions because they do get to hide away, they do get to walk off and they get in their car and that's the end of it at night. Whereas for players and managers it isn't. It affects the league table, it affects the results and Walsall should have I think it's a I think it's a very good chance Walsall could have been Donker. They weren't at their best Walsall, sure. but I think they could have won that game with a couple of decisions going their way. Um and it's, it's just not fair. Five years' time, there'll be VAR throughout the Football League. Yeah, probably. That's what I reckon. And then, you know, then they can be cautious because yeah. anything changes. Yeah, and then you're getting a fair game. You're yeah. getting a fair game, aren't you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm still not 100% sure on VAR, but... Oh, it's got to be better than what you've got now, But it's surely. better than what we've got, yeah. It's absolutely better than like what say, we've got. You're not going to get that penalty at Doncaster, if it's a, you'd have thought. No, but standards could be improved without VAR. Absolutely. Right, so, so let's go on to... Um, Let's talk about Shrewsbury game, right? Because obviously, yeah. you know, Tuesday, local derby. Um, I was adamant that it was going to be a you know, high-scoring game and a, and, and a Walsall win. It could quite easily have been that. It was a strange game, really, when I'm thinking about it. And, you know, to finish nil-nil was bizarre. But just, just the, the momentum of the game and, and the way that, that Walsall dominated for large periods, especially, you know, the, the second half of that first half, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got to start scoring, don't they, and putting these chances away. Yeah, they've got to start. That's exactly it. It's a real strange one because a couple of weeks ago we were all jumping for joy at the front line, at the forward line. Sally Ismail that was flying. Mm-hmm. Josh Chanelli's done really well. And then everyone's going, oh my God, we've got Morgan Ferrier, we've got Andy Kirk, we've got Josh Gordon, we've got real options. Um, and everything was clicking, really. The ball was going in the back of net for them. They were being clinical. And then, uh, yeah, the last couple of games, it just hasn't been there. Um so why? What, what, what's that down to, do you think? Because two home games, you'd have thought, in theory, coming off the back of an Oxford game, full of confidence, you know, good competition for places. Here we go. Let's, let, let's, really, make a, let's really make our mark in this division. I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I don't know sometimes just the way, it's just the way the dice rolls. Mm. I mean, Keats has given some really interesting comments post-match. Look, you can look at the finishing. You've got to look at the finishing. Of course you can. I think the, the big chance finishing-wise, you'd say, would be Ferrier, where he headed wide. Yeah. Um, it was a thing as a corner, wouldn't it? Come back out to Luke Leahy. Their players slipped. You Leahy. can't not hit the target there. You cannot not hit the target. And Keats is that like, he always, I mean, he doesn't ever get, I don't think he ever gets cross with players if they hit the target. If it's saved or whatever, I think he's, he's, he's okay with right. it. But he does get cross when they don't hit the target. You've got to make the keeper work. You've got to make the keeper work, exactly. Um, Josh Chanay said something interesting about the chance he fired over the bar. Um, mm. He said there's loads of bodies in the box. He just has to get that on target. Because sure. who knows where it's going to oh, end yeah, up if you get it on anything, target. Yeah. So there are things I'll work on this week, things like that. Keats has identified a couple of times, um, well, in the last couple of games where they have, they have struggled for goals, but the, the final ball, the cross, has not been good enough. So mm. I think a lot of it, that puts it back onto, onto um, Ismail and Ginelli, really. Yeah. Um, and Ismail's delivery hasn't been good enough um, the last couple of games. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what he brings to the squad, Zeli Ismail, is quality. That's the... That that is why Walsall tries so hard to get him in the summer and some of the goals he's scored this season. You think of the one at Oxford; they are quality. Um, Look, first first half an hour, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. No one could touch him. 
Oh, really? I thought it's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so good. Just, just fate, you know, like you say, missed a few chances. He's so good carrying the ball, mm. um, but his crossing does have to improve. Ginelli's mm. very good crosser, but he's overhitting a few. Um, <clears throat> and then, like you say, like, the, like Cook's had chances, Ferry's had chances. They've, they've not put them in. Um, but I do just think, I do think a lot of it is just a little bit of bad luck. Sometimes they go for you, sometimes they don't. And I think also... It's not always down to the strikers and the forwards to score goals. Yeah. Um, you look at the Shrewsbury game, Janelli's had one off the line, George Dobson's had one off the line. Yeah. Um, but you look at the, at the Doncaster... Uh, sorry, it's Accrington-Stanley game. I'm getting confused with um, Doncaster and Accrington-Stanley. Accrington-Stanley game, um, John Guffrey has had a great header, really, and mm -hmm. Conor Ripley saved it at the back post. And you think, if someone else could chip in mm -hmm. um, and do that, but it just... It's just not falling for them at the moment, and they do need to be more clinical. But I think those goals will come gradually. I think it'll be okay. Um, look, I, I, let's do three three down then, because we, we'll talk about some of these players that, that I want to talk about. So three up at the moment: George Dobson. Oh, he's been sensational. He yeah. was absolutely fantastic against Shrewsbury the other night. I thought the way he, he adds new, he does different things every mm. week. He, did, he he just got it all really, and he, he gives he, you that confidence as well, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? You're safe with him. I, I think he, like you say, he was absolutely superb. When he was driving forward and taking players on, I mean, we haven't seen him do that too much, really. That's just another string to his bow. And just just goals, really, now from George is what we need, just to, just to chip in with a couple. And I think that's what we'll be looking for on Saturday at Bristol Rovers. I think the strikers are having a bit of a tough time. The wingers, are maybe they're coming in for a little bit of criticism as well. But if maybe someone like Jack Fitzwater or John Guffrey or George Dobson could open the score in, I think... Yeah. It's strange, through the Accrington Stanley game, um, which I did get meddled up with Doncaster a minute ago, I do think, I was sat there and I always felt, I thought we were going to lose the game 1-0 or mm. win it 2-1. Mm. I felt if they could just get one, they would get two. Yeah. And you felt on on sat on against Shrewsbury, you sat there thinking, surely, surely, surely it's going to come, surely mm. it's going to come, and it just doesn't come. So I think, I do think once they score one, the floodgates will open. Um, and that it's up to someone else really to step up and get that. It doesn't have to be the strikers, anyone can chip in. Um, I've got Morgan Ferries up. I know we missed that open goal, but I do think that out of all these these front four, so to speak, front five, if you're adding Josh Gordon into it, you know he's the most likely to score because of his pace, because of the the, the areas that he gets himself and the movement. And I think he's you know he's the most natural scorer. I think if you're going to look to a goal now, it'd be Morgan Ferry by, by a country mile. Yeah, I think the term natural goal scorer is a bit of an interesting one, actually. Mm -hmm. um, no, I'm a huge fan of Morgan Ferry. I'm a huge fan of Andy Cook. I've said that many a times. I'm, I'm a big fan of Josh Gordon as well. I've not seen him too much, but from when we've seen him, he works very hard. He's got a touch of quality. I'm not actually sure if any of them are a natural okay. goal scorer. Mm -hmm. um, I expect them to score a lot of goals. I think Ferry will get 15 plus. I still think Cook will get 15, hopefully. Mm, I'm not sure. No. I still think... I'll talk about Cook. I want to talk about Cook. We'll talk, we'll go, we'll come on to, to Cook. Yeah, we'll um, to <clears throat> but what... Look, if Tom Bradshaw played the last couple yes. of games... Well, let's get him back. He's fine. Let's, let's get, get him, him back. back. Yeah, he'll um, be cheap. So, I mean, they're different type of players. Oh, of course, they're all different type of players. I mean, Cook's a target man. Ferrier is more on the shoulder than, than Tom Bradshaw ever was. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, Tom Bradshaw was a natural goal scorer. Yeah. Um, and the, you think of times when he was played through and he sort of... You know, little, when he lifted it over the goalkeeper and... Just little things like that, that composure. He didn't need to look at where the goal was. He knew exactly what it was. He knew, and not only did he know where the goal was, he knew where the keeper was coming from. He knew, he knew his angles very well. That's exactly what you want, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Exactly what you want. And you look at even like you look at Ferrier's goal at Oxford, where he's, he's I mean, he runs through thirty yards. He's unopposed. They, they thought they would thought it was offside. Yeah. I mean, look, it's a very hard chance in the sense that 
he's had a lot of time to think, and that's when that that does make things difficult, and that's when you can overthink things. That's when you can start to panic. He's scored, but he has pulled it through the legs of the goalkeeper, um, sort of gone off the inside of the keeper's leg, and it could have been saved on another day. Yeah. But you think in in those moments, that's when a natural goal scorer like Bradshaw would just dart into the box, mm. probably wait for the keeper to go down, or yeah. and just lift it over him. And I think Walsall have got three very, very, very effective. Um, goal scorers. I'm not sure they've got a natural goal scorer. Um, maybe that is an area that Keats will look at. Berlitti's kissed and made up with, um, with Luke, yeah? Oh, they've kissed and made up. Yeah, I mean, that was, I thought it was absolutely fantastic that uh, when Ferry scored at Oxford, Leahy was the first person over I love to, that. I was so excited when you told me that on Monday morning. I didn't realise yeah, that was quality. It's good they made a point of doing it, wasn't yeah. it? And then Ferrier came out for press afterwards and he said, did you see, did you see he was first over to, um, to celebrate with me? It was Luke, it was Luke. So, I mean, they, they get on great. It's all come out since. Yeah, they're like yeah, two of the best yeah. mates in the squad. I mean, Ferry has talked about how much Lane's welcomed him in and bits and bobs like that. So it was just heat at the moment. Sure. It's football. It's, it's... Probably because they were so close that probably he can speak his mind to them. Do you know what I mean? Because, they, you know, they are, you know what I mean? If yeah. like, like like me and you, I, I call you all sorts out there to your face. But it's fine, <laughs> cause, you know, because we're, we're like that. We're like two peas in a pod. You can grab me by the neck, though, would you? Which uh, Ferry did. But... Yeah, you haven't seen me on out yet with a couple of That's shandies true, in right? I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, so yeah I mean there's no doubt Ferry overstepped the line but I do think instances like that in football just don't compare to instances like that in real life today no, so no. Leahy and Ferry they're, they're chums they're again they're tight they're tight they're all good it's uh, all John Guthrie final one up I think he's class yeah um, so bizarrely he does get a little not some stick from fans but I think some for a few fans the jury's out on him he's out of contract at the end of the season I'd be if I was Walsh I'd be talking to John Guthrie now get him bored because um, I think he's I think there will be clubs looking at him. I think every week he's 7 out of 10, no yeah. matter what. I think he's brilliant in the air. He makes so many important mm. interceptions and blocks. And I think he reads the game well. Um, and so many times you see him in a race. Um, balls over the top, sort of strikers chasing it. And in, in those situations, he never lets you down. I think he's so consistent. Um, and that's all you want from a centre-back, isn't it? Um, um, it's interesting what you'd say about, about some of these guys contributing, getting that first goal, maybe an ugly goal. Because I feel like you know, him and, and then <clears> Fitzwater... They need to use the, the, the kind of like physical presence a little bit more. The boxers should be intimidating. I don't feel, I don't get that intimidation factor. I get big boys, but I don't get kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, like Middlesbrough now, they have three at the back and they're all come up and like, oh, here we go. You know, you got your Ayala's and your fries and your Bart's and they really make use of the height. I don't, is there that aggressiveness at the other end of the box? That's a good point. Um, I don't know, actually. Because they've got great, I mean, wanted to get it right. They've got great <clears throat> delivery and they've got, you know, from set pieces, I feel like you know they should use it because not a lot, not a lot of teams are that tall. You know what I mean, and that imposing. Yeah, I think they do. I think the delivery does need to improve from set pieces. Mm. I think some corners haven't been great. You don't uh, want it loopy, do you? Do you know what I mean? If you've got you know a six foot four guy, you don't want it loopy because it's already going to go one way. It's going to go up into it again. Yeah, true. And then they've, yeah. Got to, they've got to make sure that they you know they're, they're going back because they've got to get back. But I don't know, just you don't want them to score like you say. I'd want five goals from Jack Fitzwater this season. Well, Jack Fitzwater said he wants eight to ten. And well, he hasn't well, there scored you go, yet. Then. Yeah. Um, I know, I remember Barnsley. He's got his own Sky Sports clip, Jack Fitzwater. Does he? Uh, that's how bad that miss was. Sky made, the, when you go on the videos to... Uh, 50 to 1. 50, 50 to 1, to one yeah. One. 10 quid out on that. <laughs> 50 to 1. Yeah, yeah, they actually made their own clip of it. Because uh, when you go on the video section, you can just watch Jack Fitzwater's miss. He's a smashing lad. And he's, yeah. he was saying, he, and he's laughed it off now. <clears throat> Andy Cook got him out of jail that day. Um, got, got, John, got John Guffrey's out of jail as well. Because John Guffrey proposed that night. 
Um, so he did it on the back of a draw at Barnsley rather than the back of a defeat at oh, Barnsley. Uh, so he was saying to me how play. grateful he was because he didn't want to do it on the back of a defeat. What, was you going to say, no, if they got beat? No, <laughs> well, you, were, you were terrible today. You should, you should have at least got a point. So, uh, yeah, he bailed out Fitzwater and uh, Guthrie there. But, yeah, you want, you want Fitzwater and Guthrie chipping in. Mm. And Guthrie's been so close. Fitzwater's been so close. I do think they're going to chip in. Um, it's just when, isn't it? Yeah. It's just when, but... Three down, three down. Keep the faith, they will come. Three, they will come. Isaiah Osborne. Oh, dear. I mean, I haven't seen anything like that before. Oh, the incident where he got knocked out? Yeah, I mean, before that as well. He was, uh, it, was, it, was, it picked up a little bit, to be fair, because it was, it, was it was a pretty bad start. But, um, um, yeah, not great, was it? I don't it wasn't a great performance, was it? It wasn't a great night for Isaiah. I thought he struggled at Oxford, if I'm honest. Okay. Um, he did He did set up, he won the ball to set up the second goal, but I thought before then he struggled. I thought he struggled against Shrewsbury the other night. I don't, he seems out of form to me. Yeah, even like letting, letting the ball bounce and stuff, you know yeah. what I mean? Like he's a big imposing figure and yeah, he was struggling, he gave the ball away a little bit and then got a smack in the face to, to finish things off. Yeah, I mean, it was awful what happened to him. I mean, Keats, again, furious, um, furious it? with the officials. Um, He's made the point. Keats has made the point that. How was he furious? I mean, I understand what happened. It was, it was obviously, but you got to think it's an error. It's not on purpose, is it? Or do you think it was on purpose? Keats, well, Keats's point is that he's basically the players opened his body up, so the balls bounced. I mean, this this Anthony Grant, isn't it? The Shrewsbury yeah. player. All he's got to do is kick it back to Walsall's goalkeeper. Yeah, it's yeah, as simple yeah, as that. Yeah. But he's opened his body up and fired it in the direction of Isaiah Osborne when he just didn't need to do it. Right. So, look, the only person who knows whether he did it intentionally or not is Anthony Grant. We're so never you, think he did, you think he did it on purpose? Um, well, you hear things about players and, and let's say our Shrewsbury reporter wasn't surprised it was Anthony Grant who did it. Right. Um, but it's very hard to know, isn't it? It's very, he probably didn't do it on purpose, but... I mean, he was right <clears> in the face. He right was right Well, he knocked him out. I mean, yeah. he, knocked him, he knocked him out. I mean, so it's unlikely he did it on purpose, but... He has, to take, he has to take responsibility because he didn't need to do it at all. Mm. He didn't need to fire that ball mm. anywhere near. He should have just knocked it back to the keeper. It was yeah. massively unsporting that he didn't. Yeah. Um, and I think when they restarted, again after that long delay, he smashed it out the other end, um, or Shrewsbury did, to sort of gain territory, put it out for a throw rather yeah. than giving it back to Liam Roberts. I mean, I know it's a derby, um, but they just knocked a player out. Um, so you'd think they would have done a decent thing there, but they didn't. Um, and obviously yeah. unlikely to play Saturday. Yeah, from, we're trying to get it confirmed, but it's highly unlikely. I think there's some sort of rules. There's rules for head injuries, isn't Concussions, for Concussions, sure, absolutely. Uh, I think it's a seven-day list. I think, I think you've got to wait for seven days before you yeah. get reassessed again, so that would definitely rule him out. But we'll come on to team news later on. But, okay. he, but he didn't have the best game in he the world, did he, did he before that? He didn't have the best that? game, and he didn't have the best game at Oxford um, against Stanley. I can't massively remember. To, I don't think he had the best game against Stanley, to be no. honest. Um, so that is an area, I think... Um, I think if Joe Edwards was fit, he'd come into the team. Andy Cook. Andy Cook, what do you do with her, with, with, with Andy Cook? Do you keep on playing him? Does he just need to play and play and play? Or, or do, you, do you turn it around again and give uh, give Josh Gordon the nod? I, mean, um, I think Cook is a really interesting one. Everyone knows I'm a big fan of Andy Cook. Everyone knows I've wanted all sorts of other target man like Cook mm-hmm. for a, a while. I think he is, is he delivering? Because I didn't see <clears> him at all really on, on Tuesday night. He's, um, yeah. And which I thought would be his type of game. You know, yeah, I thought it'd be his type of greasy game surface, well. raining mistakes. I thought he would, you know, defend big problems for central defenders. I thought he could get in the face of people. And to be honest, he's the one who I don't really remember from the from the night. I thought his, his, his overall game was pretty good. I thought he linked up play well at times. He's be- he's a lot better on the ball than people probably give him credit for. Um, he's just. To me, he didn't get a real sniff. Mm-hmm. He's not getting into goal-scoring positions, which is where you want him, really. 
Um, I just think there's so much there of Andy Cook. I think if you're making a target man, if you're going going to a football factory to build a target man, mm-hmm. all the ingredients you want are in Andy Cook. Um, yeah. He's He's as strong as an ox. He puts himself about. He's got a real hunger and desire to succeed. He's got a real hunger to score goals. Um, and he can finish. He, he has shown... I mean, his goal record over... And I know it's in non-league, but he's, he's smashed him in mm-hmm. um, for the last four years. My... Because I like him so much as a player, and because I do believe he's got all the tools to succeed, mm-hmm. I think... I'm looking at as in maybe is he struggling for a little bit of confidence in the sense that his start to the season hasn't been very straightforward. You think, the pen- when you look at his goals, I think off the top of my head he's got four. Two penalties which he missed and put in the rebound. Yeah. The goal at AFC Wimbledon, which just doesn't really count because it hit him against the <laughs> knee and went in. And then he has Oh, got- what a goal. <clears throat> what a goal. And then he's got that brilliant finish at Barnsley which, um, in the last minute. Yeah. But I don't know, I might be wrong. I should have checked this before, before we started recording. But I'm not sure if... Um, he was benched after that game at Barnsley. Mm-hmm. He might have come back in, actually. It might have been a home game, and he might have come back in. He didn't. He, he underwhelmed then. But it's fair to say, Morgan Ferry is the leading striker at the minute. And, yeah. and Cook and Gordon are fighting for that other spot alongside him. And I think Cook's not had a, a great start in terms of goals with, with the penalty misses. His goal tally looks better mm-hmm. than his start, if you know what I mean, because he's, uh, yeah. he's got four. Um, but they are two penalty misses, which is going to knock your confidence. The one at Wimbledon doesn't count, really. Um, how do you think he's feeling with his start? Do you think if you asked him and he was honest, how, how do you think he's, he's, he's felt to his, his start? Well, I think he'll be disappointed. Career. I think he'll be disappointed. And I think that's probably why he's maybe underperforming a little bit at the minute. I do think he's probably got a little bit of a lack of confidence. And I think he might need... He needs a, a run of games and a run of goals, really. And I think if he got that, that mm. um, um, he would go on a... He would, catch fire but it's difficult now because Gordon's come in and done really well so Cook knows Keats as a question mark over him yeah um, I wonder if that's playing on his mind a little bit because um, when you bought when they bought him <clears throat> obviously you know they spent some money for the first time and you know it wasn't wasn't loads was it but on Ferrier on, on Cook on Cook uh, Cook was a free oh was it yeah sorry, he was okay. free from Trump, oh, right, yeah. sorry um, but I mean you think that he was going to be your starter every single every single week 100%, he's up top, happy days. Do you know what I mean? And I think maybe, I think Cook maybe kind of believes he's better than he is. And that's not saying that's a bad thing because I think players have got to believe that they're almost better than they are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, do you not think? I don't, I think, yeah, I think you've got a point actually. I think Cook was one of the few signings done early. He's got, because I think from, from from what I'd seen from him, and obviously, you know, you interviewed him for the first time, I think he has got self He just wanted to get on with it, didn't he? He, yeah, wants, to get on, he, he wants to play games. I, I don't know. I, I just think it's been a bit disappointing from what I've seen so far. I think you make a good point. I think when he signed, everyone thought Andy Cook was going to be the main man this yeah. season. Um, he got the number nine, and he signed very early. He was, I think, he, I think it's fair to say he was Keats' number one target. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wanted him at Wrexham. Mm-hmm. He was very, Keats has always said he's very, very confident Cook's going to step up. He really does believe in his ability. And I, do think, I do think he probably felt he was going to be the main man, and he has been cast in Morgan Ferrier's shadow a little yeah. bit. Ferrier is the main man at the minute. I mean, look, Cook might turn things around. He really might. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think that is the issue with him. I think he's, he's, he's not the main man, um, probably as he was expecting, which has affected his confidence. He's missed chances. He's missed penalties. I think that's affected his confidence. He's been dropped. Yeah. I think that's, that's affected lot, yeah, his confidence. And I think there's a lot there, really. Mm, you're right, you're right. When you say um, it like <clears> that, you know, there's a few things. Even, even when you get a rebound... I still think in the back of your head it's like, oh, I missed a penalty. Do you know what I mean? I want to be on the next one at least. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. always think that. 
Yeah, yeah, and he's and he's he's lost penalty duty. He has lost it mm. now. Um, he's not on penalties. I mean, he did say it if Barnsley goal meant so much to him because it was a good goal because mm. it was a proper sure. finish. So, in in because that's that's, <clears throat> that's your bread and butter of every seven goals a season now, aren't you? If you're on penalty duty for for the whole season, maybe six six penalties, but that's six easy goals, really, isn't it? Six easy goals, and you think the chances he missed at the start of the season. I mean, he was so unlucky mm. when he hit the post against Plymouth. Fantastic save at Rochdale. Where he smashed, where he smashed the ball in the keeper's face. I mean, now he kept it out. It was. You just think those things haven't fallen for yeah, him. Yeah, and, but, yeah. the, but the worry is, the, the the positions he was in for those chances, he perhaps hasn't been in Got you. for the last couple of games. I think maybe that's where his confidence has taken mm. a dip. So if he can get back in those positions, I still, honestly, still believe Andy Cook will score 15 goals this season. But to do that, <clears> Joe, <throat> he's got to be starting every week. Like you say, he's a confidence player. He needs to be starting. We almost, you almost, you almost want Dinky to say, look. Don't care how you do, you've got seven, seven or eight games here. I'm just going to play and play and play. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Just to give him that, let him go and let him run free. He's not going to do that if he's in and out, in and out, in and out. No, but he's got to deliver, and he's got to deliver when Josh Gordon is biting at his heels. And Josh yeah. Gordon hasn't let, has played well. Um, I mean, he was very unlucky not to score at Oxford. It's, oh, it's a really difficult one. Sorry, really I'm going on a bit, but it's an interesting conundrum, isn't it? Do you very, know what just mean? very quickly on this, I spoke to Chris Marsh about the strikers for, for the column. Um, nice. Pro- probably be in next week. He said in Walsall, whenever he played at Walsall, they never ever had three good strikers. Right. He said they always had two and a young lad. A young lad, okay. Um, and this is, an, this is an issue now because they have got three. Morgan Farrier said three as good as each other in yeah. him, Cook and um, Gordon. So... That's the problem with Cook. He isn't he, he isn't guaranteed that run like you're calling mm-hmm. for. Um, but he will will get chances to play. Oh, he could play on Saturday. He could play on Saturday, and he just needs to he just needs to get get those goals, get a few goals, yeah. and, and then hopefully catch fine. If he does that, is his shirt to lose, isn't it? But well, the even moment, a double, even even two goals in a game, or something like that, something that you know sets you aside. <laughs> it makes you you know big dog, top dog. I think that's what he wants to do, doesn't he? Yeah, just. Yeah, exactly, exactly that, exactly that. Get a few more crosses into the box, mm-hmm. a few more better deliveries. I'd love to see him sort of, because he's brilliant in the air, powering a header in. I think that would lift him. Um, no, that's it. Use his size, use his weight, use everything. You know what I mean? Like you say, it's just a, it's very difficult when you're a striker because you judge on goals and you judge, you know, you can you can see that the confidence has gone slightly from it. I think that you make a good point that those areas it was getting into before, he probably hasn't hasn't quite done that lately. Yeah, but there is a very good striker in there. Yeah. I'm absolutely sure of it. He's good a lion. Stuff. A lion. He's a lion. A lion. <laughs> okay, um, so down Osborne, down Cook, hopefully up soon. Um, Conor Ronan, like, he had this at Portsmouth, Portsmouth as well last season when he was on loan. He started yeah. and then and then he kind of faded away and he was on the bench for a lot of that campaign. Um, I think Dean Keats has seen that. I think he's an option for him, but he definitely, you know, he started him straight away when he got that man of the match, didn't he, at Burton. He was straight in the next game. He's looking like a looking like a second option now, rather than you know a one A or one B, so to speak. Yeah, I think he it's interesting. Ronan, or, yeah, he's plan. Is he plan B? He's probably plan B. Is probably the best way of putting it. I think Keys is always going to be a little bit look at the opposition. He's got his two formations basically at the minute. I'm sure he'll be working on more, but we all know it's four four two or it's four three three. And I think he's going to look at the opposition and probably plan A at home will be 4-4-2. Yeah. The players know it inside out. They're very mm-hmm. effective in it. They've got these three good strikers. They've got very exciting wingers um, in Janelli, Ismail and Kira Morris coming off the bench. So <clears throat> in that system, Ronan doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, so when Walsall do want to go midfield three, he will come in. Okay. It's going to be how often Keats wants to do that. It looks like Isaiah Osborne isn't available this weekend. Liam Kinsella would be the natural replacement mm-hmm. for him. A huge Liam Kinsella fan. I think he never lets you down. But 
physically, he's not got the presence that Isaiah Osborne brings. He's not got the experience Isaiah Osborne brings. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll see Ronan back in this weekend in a three, just to shore up that area with Dobson. I mean, you think that is a young, a young midfield. Mm. Um, to have Dobson and Ronan on just together, that is very, very young. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if Ronan came back in this weekend, but I think it's become clear that, I mean, he's a very, very technically good player, but I think, yeah, he probably fits into plan B rather than plan A. Is that just the size thing again? And then, you know, what the problem he had last year, do you feel? That he's not doesn't throw his weight about? Do people want to see that? I think it's got to be, hasn't it? Mm. It's hard to know because you look at Aaron Ostuman and all five foot three of him, and he sort of learned how to use that to his advantage, mm. really, but he did it from a position higher up the pitch than the number 10 role, whereas yeah. Ronan's going to be in central midfield for Walsall. Um, I don't know. It's awful to say like physically. Thing it feels, it feels so sort of like it's, it's such old an easy school thing to English, say, English like, you know what I mean? yeah, get up and at him sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Like he's so technically good. I mean, Lionel Messi's not the biggest, and Iniesta's yeah. not the biggest, Xavi's not the biggest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's League One at the end of the day. I know. Um, and it is a physical league, and mm-hmm. there are some brutes um, in it. So it's difficult because you know he's not going. He's not. He's definitely not ready for Championship football week in week out. You know what I mean? You think so? He's got to go down to the lower leagues, and yet the lower leagues don't really suit your style of play. So you're almost in that. I wonder how many how many people have been lost in that kind of like yeah. you know <clears throat> grey area. It's in a bit of an abyss, isn't it? Mm. But but I think he just needs for Ronan's career. He needs the right he needs the right system, doesn't he? And mm. hopefully he'll get that. Also, when they play four three three, and that he'll prove a very good option. But yeah, I mean, when he came on the other night, the way he passed the ball around was absolutely mm. lovely. Mm. Um, so we'll see, we'll see with Conor Ronan, but he does look like he's planned it at the minute. Shall we take some questiones? Let's go Shall we take it. some questiones <clears throat> from the Saddlers Fanarinos? Okay, here we go. Steph's on. Steph's been on. Steph was the first one. First one to send a question in. Steph, you get your question answered first. Okay, here we go. We seem to be struggling with getting the simplest of goals lately. What would you do with the lineup to get more goals? I wouldn't do anything different. Um, I just think I really believe. I really, really believe in the team and the players. I really do believe in them. Um, I don't know if it's all um, crossover to another question, but look, over a 46-game season, things are going to go for you, things are going to go against you. And as Dean Keats has said, you're going to have slumps. Mm-hmm. Now, if Walsall are in a slump, if this is one of Walsall's slumps, then things are going pretty rosy, really. If this is just going to be a little bad bad patch where they're still picking up results, yeah. they're winning away from home, they won at Oxford, all right, yeah. they've had two disappointing results at home. They've still got a point. So they've still got a point on Tuesday night. If they're going to... We've lost two all season, remember? I mean, you've got to think... Accrington Stanley, as it stands, are in the playoffs. As it stands today, they're yeah. in the playoffs. Doncaster as well. I mean, these teams... Unfortunately, they well, broke there. They did, yeah. I go yeah, a bit yeah, high-pitched yeah. sometimes. I just, God, I can't get rid of this throat thing. I've had for ages. Uh, um, it was <clears> into a 13. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, embarrassing. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I can tone you out. I can, t- I can, can you edit that? I can edit, edit that. I can edit, edit the, the levels, edit that. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good, good. I good. won't be, but carry on. Um, I just think there might be a bit of a slump at the moment. I think sometimes things don't fall for you. Yeah. And um, I really believe this is going to be one of their slumps. I think they're going to come out of it. Um, and we're going to look back on some of the bad bad patches of the season where they've lost lost the odd game but still got the odd draw and wins here and yeah, there. And if yeah, that's yeah. the case, if this is Walsall's slump this season, we're in a fantastic position. Sure. Because it means when the goals start clicking, they are coming on strong. Yeah. Um, so I think I don't think you can change anything from Saturday. Right, three, you're three <clears> points <throat> away for third. Three, is it three points? Three from, points for third. Well, two points for third. I mean, you're at 19. I think um, Doncaster on 21 at the moment. So you're two points away from, you know, you're three points away from third outright. And I think the performance against, uh, against Shrewsbury on Tuesday, what, what more can you do 
Yeah. Really. What more? I mean, I've got to say, I thought Shrewsbury had two or three moments where they could have scored themselves. Sure. Three days, but but Walsall have created six or seven glorious goal scoring opportunities, and they're glorious goal scoring mm-hmm. opportunities. They should have scored. So, I think if I said, if you said to any football fan going into the weekend, I can guarantee you on Saturday you are going to create six glorious goal-scoring opportunities. Yeah, They'd all take that, wouldn't they? Yeah, of course they would. You, do, you take six glorious chances. Well, that's what Walsall created. So I think we've just got to keep the faith a little bit, see what happens at Bristol Rovers mm-hmm. on Saturday. But I do think they're playing well. They're organised. They know, they know their system. They know there's partnerships formed all over the pitch. They are a good side. Mm. I, just think, give it, I just think when things fall for them, it'll, it, everything's going to be fine. Nick Pritchard at Singing Shiver asks, um, I mean, we've discussed it a little bit, but he says, Andy Cole, has he stepped up to the demands of League One or is he simply a non-league centre-forward? Apologies if this upsets you, Joe, he says. Um, and is he a non-league centre-forward? He smashed him in for Man United and Newcastle, didn't he, Andy Cole? Mm-hmm. You've not picked that up, have you? Andy Cook, do you mean? Did I say Andy Cole? Andy Cole, Are you yeah. sure? The blast from the past. Is that what I said, Andy Cole? Andy Cole, yeah. Are you sure? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to it back. Uh, you, de- you definitely said Cook, that. Cook. Andy Cook. <clears throat> So is he league one centre forward? Yes, is the I'll answer. Take Andy Cole now. He's the kind of poacher we need. Has he be? Yeah, he's, uh, he's a natural him, goal yeah. scorer. We want. Let's isn't get Yorkie in as well <laughs> before the K um, Price days. So yeah, as I said earlier, really, I think he, I do. I do think he is. I think he's going to come good. I really, really do. Um, just give him a bit of time. Let him adapt as mm. well. Like he's he spent his whole career in non-league. He's 27 mm. years old. He's been thrown in. Um, he's thrown, he's been thrown into the level. So I do think. Um, I do. Uh, I believe in him. And Pritchard again, and, and also Mac WFC Hansen kind of asked the same question at Mac Hansen seventy two. So um, two for the price of one. Why the hesitation, Joe, from Keats to make substitutions when the formation clearly isn't working during a match? I think if subs had been made earlier um, against you know the last couple of games, we would have won that. Get would have won those games. So this, this is an interesting one. A lot of a few fans were upset Keats didn't make any changes on Tuesday. Um, I've got to say I don't know, I don't know what changes people want. I think well. Kieran Morris was mentioned. Um, maybe could have brought on Morris for Ismail. Mm-hmm. Um, not for Janelli for me. I thought Janelli was one of the best players on on the pitch that night. One of Walsall's most sort of dangerous players going forward. His end product could have been better, but I thought Janelli played well. So you're keeping him on. Ismail for Morris. Look, you see, you think of the goal Ismail scored at Oxford. You just know he's got. Yeah, he's got so he could produce something, something kind of nothing, can't like he? that. Exactly. You and those, those <clears> are the <throat> games like you like talked about before, where she's drifting away, it's nil nil, or one side's on top, then boom, and he scores a stunner, and then all of a sudden it's all Walsall. He scores a stunner, he dances into the box, yeah. goes past his man, he's brought down for a penalty. Yeah. And I just think that's probably why he didn't make that change, Keats. I think Walsall were peppering them at times. They were creating these chances. There wasn't a lot wrong. The mm. only thing that was wrong was they weren't sticking the ball mm. in the back of that, and the delivery. Should point out the delivery wasn't good enough at times, but. I just think Keats, for, in terms of Morris for Ismail, foul, they, were, they had a better chance of scoring with Ismail on the pitch. They maybe needed that little bit of Ismail quality. And it didn't arrive. There's no two ways about mm. it. It didn't arrive. But Ismail undoubtedly can provide that moment. So I think he's stuck with him. The other one, perhaps Gordon for Cook. Now, I think strikers, like you said, are always judged on goals. I think Cook's defensive work on Tuesday night went a mm. little bit unnoticed. Okay. Um, Shrewsbury were a lot more direct than Walsall where they put long, a few long balls into the box let's be honest there was a, a danger that Shrewsbury could nick something from a corner or um, a set piece and I think Cook is so strong in the air that I think maybe Keats for mate will keep him in I think he headed 
one corner narrowly wide. I think he almost scored an own goal actually. Um, it might have been that might have been the um, Stanley game. I'm not sure, but he's very very good defensively in this box, and I think mm-hmm. Keats maybe thought a he might score. Yeah. But B, let's keep him on the pitch because yeah. Shrewsbury have gone have gone direct. Mm. Um, and if a ball comes into our box, Cook has got. Well, Cook could head it away, whereas Gordon isn't going to do that, really. Well, Nick, Nick says, uh, <coughs> is it a sign that he's lacking belief in some of his substitutions? N- no. In our substitutes? No, I don't think he's. I wouldn't say he's lacking. It's mm, a good question, that. I think he's. I think he's very sure what his best eleven is. Okay. Um, with the exception of Cook and Gordon, mm. um, I think that, <clears throat> I think he's got belief in, 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 in everyone, but I do think I do think um, Ismail and Janelli are uh, ahead of Morris. Yeah. Okay. Um, Ashcroft Components asks: Does Fry ever take any sessions with the forward four? Not as far as I'm aware. Mm. Um, I think he is just he works with the youth team, um, which you do. That's a good good question. Like you do wonder why really. Um, <clears throat> to, to mention a little anecdote on that. I spoke to Amabakioko last season. We all know Amabakioko didn't have a very, uh, very good season. Um, he wasn't. I've got some cash for him now. Got some cash for him. Mm-hmm. Cha-ching. Got some wedge. Um, he wasn't happy that he didn't do work with a specific uh, striker coach. Right. Um, he told me that, and he did say it on the record. Um, and that you do think maybe Matty Fry is there. I mean, he knows where the back of the net mm. is. Maybe he could be utilised a little bit. So why why doesn't why why don't they? Why I don't know. Looking at gift horse. I don't know. I mean, like it's yeah, it's a very good question. I don't know why they don't do it. I mean, at the end of the day, you always have a goalkeeping coach, don't you? Mm. And, and Michael Oakes plays a, a, he, a real. Well, that's the next time you see him. I think he'll love that question. Why is Matty Fry not involved? Yeah, yeah. I do think to a certain extent, though, we have just got to like take a step back and be like, all right, they haven't scored in two own games. Yeah. Um, but they have scored a lot of goals this season, yeah. and they're going to pepper someone eventually. Um, so I think that it's the way football is now: highs and lows. Everything's great after mm-hmm. a win. Everything's disaster sure, after sure, a defeat. Sure, 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 I do sure. think let's just like it's a forty-six game season. It is. If Speaking I, like a manager now. There you go. <laughs> if I said to you three games ago, Rackington Stanley would be on the playoffs, you'd no one would have said that. Yeah. But they are. Mm-hmm. So Walsall just need to. They just need to sit the ball in the back of there. It's, it is that simple, yeah. and they've got quality players. They will. Sure. They will do it. Um, so then let's just see how it goes. I mean, let's just have a bit of patience and be calm and everything will be all right. Okay. Uh, Chris at Dace Wine <coughs> asks, um, he says, I know I sound like a broken record, but any news on the free agent? Not since the last update. Oh, come on, man. Um, so I've got a good idea who the free agent is, but Ooh. I was told off the record, so I'm not going to say. Oh, but it's not hard to work out. Does it begin with a... Um, it's a player who has had interest from championship clubs. That's mm-hmm. been reported. Um is it running out of time, though? For, for Fitness-wise? Also, well, you'd imagine so, wouldn't you, for the player's mm, perspective. I mean, mm. we're, get, we're in October now, yeah, aren't yeah, we? I mean, absolutely. he hasn't had a pre-season. Yeah. Um, and he's not played any games. So I don't know what the hold-up is. I mean, he hasn't signed anywhere else. Um, look, if you've got an offer from a championship club, you're going to take it because the wages will be four times what Walsall offer. Yeah. Um, but he hasn't gone anywhere at the minute. I don't know why nothing's happened there. But I'll ask Keats again, but... oh. God, I ask him all the time. Anything about free agents? Anything about signings? It's the same. Can you can you, can you mention <clears throat> any targets that maybe would have been incredible signings at the time, but just they just missed out on potentially anyone who might have gone somewhere else or no? I don't. They I were d- close to getting. Keats, Keats has said that on record he's missed out on a couple of marquee signings. Mm. Um, I don't know who they are, with the exception of this man. Okay. Who I think he was still a free agent. I think he would um, be a marquee signing. Um, Hang on. I don't know what that... 
Judah's trying to write down. Uh, all right, uh, trying to write yeah. down names, trying yeah, to find. That's no, not him. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, can you discuss it on it? All right. Um, well, I think BBC WM did mention Gareth McCauley. I don't know if I don't know. Okay. If, I don't know if there's um, anything in that, to be honest. Okay. Um, I'm sure we'll sort of look at Gareth McCauley, but I've don't. I've never read it that there was anything concrete. Right. Interesting, but because he would have been, he'd have been quality edition. It would have been a quality edition, but he's gone to Rangers, hasn't he? Yeah, he's gone to um, Rangers. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm got, saying. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone to Rangers on an awful lot. Of no, money. no. He's, yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know how close it was. It'd be interesting to see to speak to him and see if they were close to to, to signing him because I mean he does know where the back of the net is. I mean he might be you know 48 or whatever he is, but he would have been a great. Edition. <laughs> he would have been a great. Edition, I was getting yeah. excited when I heard the, the potential rumours. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know about that one. Okay. But, yeah. We'll see. Interesting. Right. Okay. Um. So, so Dean Keats, right? Obviously, he's passed his six months in charge. Um. What? What? How do you? How do you think he's done so far? Do you think he's done brilliantly, way beyond people's expectations? Is he settling in nicely, or is it a little bit underwhelming? What What would you say? I would say way beyond all expectations. And that- great. I'm going home with a half-term grade report. I'm going back to mum and dad. A excellent. B good. C fair. D weak. E very very weak. B plus. B plus. Okay. And I'm only saying plus because I think really he should have an A. But the only reason why I'm giving him a B plus is because um, just because Walsall should have more points on the board. Mm-hmm. That's not his fault, really. Like, I mean, it's, it's purely down to chances missed why Walsall haven't had um, more points on the board. But I think performances, they, they, did, they definitely did enough to beat Scunthorpe. They definitely did enough to beat Stanley. And they did enough to beat Shrewsbury. Yeah. So, I mean, that's they drew two of those games. So that's an extra four points. Mm-hmm. Plus, yeah, so they could have another... Six points, mm-hmm. is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, six or seven points. So, I mean, look, you've got... I know everything's gone a bit flat after the last couple of home games, but everyone would have taken... They've won five... Um, is it five of the 11 league games they've won? Let's have a look. Uh, it is... Mm. Five of their 11 league games, I'm sure that's right. Five they're, of the 11 league games, yeah. They're, um, won five, drawn four, lost two. They're unbeaten away from home. A seventh in the table. Mm-hmm. And this was a team who, last year... Um, how, many, how, many, how many club reporters predicted them to go down? This season. Oh, out of the 20... So 23. There's 20 out of 23. Oh, and 20 we should say, out of 23. And one of them was Shrewsbury Town. And who, one, did, who said who wasn't. Who didn't... Yeah, one of them was Shrewsbury, who works for our company, yeah. obviously. So he could, probably felt like he couldn't say yeah. he took Walsall to go down. So 20 out of 23 um, said Walsall go down this season. And that's, that just goes to show how far, how mm. far they've come, really. Um, and I've, I've said it... I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before or not, but... Just my opinion, but I believe the team that ended last season, that ended it, was in the four worst teams. Right, okay. Um, I think in January, they lost a lot of players. Mm-hmm. Tyler Roberts, for example, Daniel Ajay, um, Zali Ismail. And the replacement, that wasn't that wasn't a great team. No. And then they lost those players. Yeah. They were probably, well, Tyler Roberts and Zelly in particular. Yeah. Uh, James Wilson as well. They were three of the better players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the replacements, Jack Fitzwater's side, who was excellent. Didn't really step up to the plate for sure. me. I mean, Julian and Goy and Justin Scheibe, the least said about them, the better pair of them, absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Um, so I think Walsall were a little bit, um, a little bit fortunate to stay up um, yeah. last season. I think, um, <clears throat> but Keats kept them up, um, and then now, I mean, I'm sat here today, genuinely, genuinely believing they've still got a chance of finishing in the top six. I really believe in this group of lads and players. I really believe in Dean Keats. Yeah. Um, you see enough that they could finish in the top six. You, you I think, I just don't from what you've seen so far from the opposition as well. Um, I'm worried about the top four. Yeah. In terms of the, the big teams that are out there, Peterborough, Sunderland, etc., etc., Portsmouth. Um, but I think the difference between fifth and fourteenth this year is yeah. going to be nothing. Okay. Um, and I think. 
I just think Dean Keats is, is such a good manager. I think the lads, they're such a good group of lads. They, they're putting everything on the line for it. Mm. I think they've got a chance to finish in the top six. And do you know what? I've got absolutely no worries about them. I definitely think they'll, they're never going to be looking over their shoulder. If I was a, I've, and I think, they'll, I think they'll be in the race. They might finish just short. It'd be um, great to be in the race. If they're in the race all season with, with, you know, with, with a chance of getting into the playoffs, I mean, that's a fantastic, fantastic season. Fantastic season, yeah. fantastic. And I'll tell you what, if they don't finish in it this season, I really think they will next. Um, you know, I mean, you say they're unbeaten away from home. They're going to have to, if, if they can stay unbeaten away from home in the next three games, because it is three away games on, you know, yeah. in a row in, in Bristol Rovers, Luton and South End. That's difficult. It is difficult. But if they can come out of there with, I don't know, let's say five, five points, points. Yeah, I think that's superb. Um, see, that's, see, that's an, yeah, it's an interesting thing. That. So obviously the Charlton game's been called off due to internationals. Yeah. Um, so that's it. So the next, our next three league games, we've got Middlesbrough at home in a Checker Trade Trophy that breaks it up. But what is it? So it's Bristol Rovers on Saturday, obviously. Luton, Luton and Southend. And Southend. Now, like you said there, five points would be a good tally. Mm-hmm. But if we also get five points from those games, they're yeah. probably going to drop down the table. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that will, that will lead to some people, pa- pa- not panicking, but it will be like, oh, well, top six chances are over. Yeah. We've lost it now. We're not going to get back in. Blah, 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 blah. No, it's it's a long, long yeah. season. It's a long, long season. Like I keep saying, three games ago, Stanley, you never thought they'd be in the playoffs. Yeah, you've just got. To, it's just just needs a little bit of patience. So five points from those games would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then yeah, they'll probably leave them eighth or ninth, maybe in the table. And then, yeah. and then the, the pressure's on a little bit then because then they've got to up the end at home, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they can beat Bristol Rovers on Saturday. They can beat. Luton, but a draw, draw at Southend to be a good result. Southend do worry me a little bit. I think they might be dark horses for a place in the top six. Well, let's go to Bristol Rovers then. Bristol Rovers is where you are going to. Uh, confident? Is. How are we feeling? Uh, yeah, confident, confident. Um, got a few like sort of little, little bit, a few notes on Bristol. I don't think Rovers. I've ever been to <clears throat> Bristol Rovers. Have you not? I don't think so. I've been to come. City, City where are you going? I've never been to Bristol City. Ooh, Selhurst Park. Sellers Park. Not a fan of that. Palace. Ground. No, it's really uh, a nightmare to get to. Yeah, it's horrible. Well, actually, it's only 20 minutes direct from being, which is great, because I'm going down to London tomorrow, and then from my little place in Vauxhall, it's direct train to to, um, to Selhurst. Nice. So it's only nice. five minutes walk, so it's fine. That's all right. No. Yeah, it's not too bad. That's all right. Um, yeah, Bristol Rovers. I'm coming to South End with you, though. Oh, are you? Yeah, I'm going to South End with you. <laughs> down by the seaside. Oh, I remember you said now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, that'll be good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. that'll be good. Trek. I, just saw the, I, just, I just did my um, map quest out, though. It didn't know it was so long to get there. Oh, yeah, so it's the end of the earth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I didn't realise. Yeah, I've right. never been there. Those happy days. I'll bring my bucket and spade. Ticket off the list. Happy days. 69 um, grounds I've been to now. 69, have you? Yeah, yeah. Well, out of the 92. Is it? Well, have any dropped out though? No, this is like as it stands. Oh, really? The Canada the other day, yeah. 69. I'm quite happy with that. When you retire, so in a couple of years' time, would you oh, yeah. um would would you just make sure you get to all of them by yeah, the end? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. I'm desperate for Walsall to get drawn against Cambridge in the FA Cup away, because only one only one in League Two I haven't been to. Strange, glamorous, strange glamorous time. Man, yeah, uh, strange, strange man. Um, so, so Bristol yeah, Rovers. Bristol Rovers. I mean, you know, look, ten ten points I think from their opening, nineteenth in the table. I mean, definitely yeah. something that they can, like you say, similar to the Oxford game, they can go and, and hopefully get three points. Yeah, and uh, they're not at the best of starts. It's a strange... They've done well the last couple of years. I mean, it was back-to-back promotions of Bristol Rovers and they finished 10th in League One, 13th last year. They've got some good players. They are really, really struggling for goals. Mm-hmm. Um, really struggling for goals. They've got Stefan Payne up front and he's got two. Yeah. Um, and they've got a lad called Riley. I think they signed him from Scotland in the summer. He's got, he's got one. And they've got another lad on loan from Brentford whose name escapes me, but he hasn't scored yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they are struggling up front. Um, 
They've got some good players in midfield. Um, Carl Bennett, really good winger. He's sort of typical League One winger, really. On his day, excellent. On his mm. on an off day, dreadful. But mm. he can be very good. Um, Liam Serkin, very sort of he can unlock doors. I really like Ollie Clark, box to box midfielder. Um, so they've got good players. They're not scoring goals though. They are keeping clean sheets. It's back to back clean sheets for them. They've got. I spoke to the uh, Bristol Rovers reporter, and they are raving about their goalkeeper called Jack Bonham. Right. Uh, on loan from Brentford as okay. well. He's apparently he's been absolutely sensational. So not ideal for Walsall really okay. um, when they're struggling to uh, find a target. But yeah. um, it's a game that. They've just petered out a little bit, Bristol Rovers. They've had so much success over the years. They've got a very ambitious owner, but I think that owner is starting to look at the infrastructure of the club a little bit more than the playing side at the minute. They want to they want to grow, but you've got to everything's got to move together, hasn't it? You can't mm. just can't just be all about the team. Sure. Um, lost some big players over over the last year or so. Lost um, Billy Bowden to Preston, Ellis Harrison to Ipswich. They were quality players for Bristol Rovers, so they're not quite. The force they were maybe, mm-hmm. um, so it's a very. I think it's a winnable game. Winnable is in you know like, who who are the, who are the, the real danger men then? Who they've got to really pay special attention to? I think Stephen Payne will okay. be the will be the the main man really. Mm-hmm. Um, Ex Shrewsbury, um, of course. Yeah, he's a good player, Stephen Payne. But again, he's only like, he's only so good. Yeah, you wouldn't have him over. I'd have Ferrier, Cook, and Gordon ahead of him. So. True. Um, yeah, I think Walsall can really really get back on track this weekend. And um, from a starting line point of view for, for Dean Keats's boys, what do you think he will do? I mean, it was a, it was a pulsating game end to end. I mean, I'm sure they, they recovered, they obviously we recovered for the game, but at the same time, short rest, as it was for most of League One. Um, do you think he'll make any changes? I think he might go midfield free. You do? Yeah, apparently um, Bristol Rovers play sort of a weird, I don't know if it's like a diamond formation, mm. but it's a weird version of 4-4-2. Right. The wingers do drift in a lot. So if okay. they've got that extra man in midfield, I think, um, I think it might be Ronan, Kinsella and Dobson. But as I said after Shrewsbury game, whatever I predict, Keats does the opposite. So. He's listening to this, he's like, right, one second, Ronan, no. no you're out, no, son. You're, gone. you're out, no. you're out. As I will get him over the start line, he's, he's fine, <laughs> get a bandage around him, he's no problem. And then up front, you think he'll, st- he'll stay with his... Stay with, um, oh no, if he goes 4-3-3, it'll be, it'll be Cook on the bench, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, it'll be Ferrier through the middle, Ismail one side, right. Janelli in the other. Interesting. Um, which, if... Won't be great for Cook's confidence if he is. If he's in like a confidence, but look, it'll be tactical. Okay. It'll be tactical. It won't be anything more than that. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Right. Um, Joe, giving away competition this week. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we've got we've got a special competition. Okay. How would you like to go Here we to go. Centre Parks? I really like Centre Parks. I like Centre Parks. Um, first time I went away, my little girl was to Centre Park. It's such a it's such a, a lovely family vacation and um, I love it and we're going to send hopefully if they're lucky enough to win the competition <laughs> our one of our or two of our because we're going to give them a whole lodge for the weekend a whole lodge at Centre Parks lovely. bring the family yeah aqua slides there's all sorts going on what Longley is it? Uh, not what, what sorry what Centre Parks is it, is it one really? of their choice they oh, can, you go they, 21. Can, uh, they can choose it. They can choose it. I'm like, you know, this this is a special podcast. Anyone who's listening, they need to retweet either Joe's t- tweet or my tweet, and they'll be going to centre parks. All you need to do is be the lucky person who we choose, and hopefully these first goal scorers hit the back of the net on Saturday. Right. So we're doing the same thing as usual, yeah. Yeah. Can I just say how unlucky I have been with these? Go on. I've been so close. Go on. So I've only done it twice. We've yeah. done it twice. Yeah. So my first prediction for first goal scorer was. Yeah. Jack Fitzwater, and you laughed at me. 
for Barnsley. That, well, yeah, because it was 50 to 1. You laughed at me. I did. Should have happened. It should have happened. Yeah. Absolutely. Because he scored no G, didn't he? So we were back in the game. It was unbelievable. Yes, exactly. And back in the game, yeah. He's missed that chance. Of yeah, because people who don't know, people aren't very well um, um, coerced with. Um, with, with football betting, if you score an own goal, the own goal is the first goal scorer. It doesn't count as a first goal scorer. The second goal will be the first goal scorer. So he scored an OG, mm. so he is the first man on the score sheet. Okay, okay. And yeah. then he's and had, he missed a sitter. And he missed a sitter yeah. and his own clip on Sky Sports. Yeah. So, I mean... We, That's unbelievable. Unbelievable, yeah. right? And then last time we had it for Oxford, mm-hmm. I had Zeli Ismail. Yeah. Got the second, second goal. Second goal, yeah. So close. Um, but it's fair play. I can't, I can't knock you. I can't knock you. I'm so close to this. So here we go then. So you're going to put oh, th- yeah. three here now. Oh, three. Three. Three goal scorers. It's 750 quid this. It's got, oh. you know, it's, it's expensive. Oh, all right. Good okay. Is he, someone, some of them are easy. Some <laughs> do Walsall okay. last. I'll do Walsall last. Okay, here we go. So remember, we need to retweet either myself or Joe's tweet to be in the running. We will let you know about one o'clock on Saturday afternoon. And if these three scorers score the first goals in their respective games, you are going to centre parks. Yeah. Three you ready? Is a stat. We should have stuck to two, but well, go on. I mean, go on. Goodness me. Spurs at oh. home to Cardiff City. I'm going to go. Should play safe. Surely. Yeah, we'll go Harry then. Surely. He scored a thunderbolt, didn't he, against Barcelona? I mean, it's almost like it's almost like predicting two now, isn't it? Because it's going to be Harry Kane. He's going to score three. Okay. Yeah, right, so that's I'm, a gimme. That's a gimme. Right, yeah. Yeah. We'll go. We'll go. Okay. Then. Yeah. So you're on the, you're on the way to Nottingham Centre Park. You're well down the M1 now. Okay. You're on the, you're on the M18 turn off. Okay? okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right. Harry Kane is the first one. Harry Kane. The game that I shall be at: Crystal Palace against Wolverhampton Wanderers. First goal scorer, please. In that game. Wilfred Zaha. Wilfred Zaha. I predicted that as well on the Wolves podcast. Wilfred Zaha would score the first Go on, you Eagles. Ooh, oh. you ate him. You ate I him. And the big game of the weekend. The big game. The only game that matters. Exactly it is. That. Bristol Rovers again. Right, I need Walsall. to think about this. I need to think about it. Bristol Rovers I'm in the zone with this. Now. Yeah, you, I'm so you, close. Don't go heart. Go head, okay? It's head here. Head here. This could be the difference between, you know, a beautiful family of four... Who you know they've had some they've had some hard times they haven't been able to get away from um, you know out the house for the last two or three months they're desperate for that holiday they're desperate for just a bit of family time some free activities a lovely bike ride through the oh, forest this is lovely. and this could this this could be it could be all on this <laughs> all on this game okay yeah. I'm gonna go I've got my man here we go here we go one second build up do you want to see for someone to go to centre parks family holiday for three four five or six who is it gonna be. Josh Ginelli. Josh Ginelli. Josh Ginelli, Ascrimo Piazza Italia. Josh. Lovely. Ginelli. Josh Ginelli. Right, okay. And what do they need to do to enter the competition, Joe? Retweet me or you. And if you retweet us both, you get two entries. Oh! oh boom, boom. This guy is learning. learning. Fast, right. Um, final thing is to say thank you very much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And for the most important part is your final prediction for the weekend. Exactly. So I predicted this at Oxford. I was right. Okay. Because uh, I'm good with predictions. You are good with predictions. You're building your all up here. Uh, Don't let me down. Bristol Rovers 1. Bristol Rovers 1. Warsaw. Three. Oh, three! We're catching fire, mate. Love it. Yeah, we're going to be fine. Once we get one, the floodgates are going to open. Hellfire and Brimstone all back. Super Saddlers. We're, yeah. And then... All the doom and gloom will go on. Okay. Top six. Let's start dreaming I'm again. I'm going to have a lovely podcast in two weeks' time. Look forward to it. Hashtag dreamers. From Joe, from myself, have a great weekend. Up the saddlers, three points. Take care. Bye-bye.